Hi, my name is Dan Chan, and you've been listening to Your Beautiful Day on the Gratitude Radio Network. This is Jen Mogg, Mother of Gratitude from the Gratitude Radio Network, where I hope that you are having gratitude in your day and bring it with you everywhere you go. And today, there's something a little bit more magical in the air with gratitude. We have with us an amazing, amazing guest, and I can't wait to bring him in. But before, I want you to say hello to my co-host, Neil Haley. Hey, Neil. Hey, what's going on, Jen? Excited about our guest, and uh, I hope he doesn't make me disappear. <laughs> we'll keep you we'll keep you pearl we've got magic today magic is in the air hey everybody i'm so excited for today this is going to be a fun show i i love magic i love everything about magic my son when he was younger he said he wanted to be a magician so everywhere we went we had to buy magic tricks so i'm excited to have our guests go ahead and introduce them jen Oh my gosh. Well, when I was a kid, everybody just wanted me to disappear because they were so much older. But actually, our guest today has done so much with his life. Um, He is called the Billionaire Magician, and he is amazing, often performing at the exclusive Magic Castle in Hollywood and for many corporate events. Welcome to the show, Dan Chan. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Pearl. And thank you, Neil, for having me. Absolutely. And you already told us off before we went on live that you have a trick for us. Yes. So if you go over to our um, YouTube channels for all our hosts, you'll probably see uh, this live. So that way you can actually understand what we're doing. But um, Jen, I wanted to ask, what are you most grateful for? Because you are the host of the Gratitude channel. So what is the thing that you're most grateful for? Where I am in this life. Where you are. Can you be a little bit more specific? I would say say more specific um, at this moment in time in my life. Just being in the moment at this point point in time. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's really important that we be in this moment because sometimes life rushes us by because we're doing so many things. But I did want to show you right here that this moment at this moment is what I wrote down. And that is what we call virtual mind reading. And I have pivoted to the virtual environment. For those of you who are just listening to the audio of this, I revealed exactly what she said. I wrote it down beforehand. And um, that is what we call mind reading. Well, I want to read your mind about when you talked about Google ads after the show, but there you go. And I could read it now and say, well, fine, but Dan, oh, I'm just blown away. So let's do one more before uh, we uh, talk about the marketing and all the other aspects of gratitude. So um, Pearl, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to think of a playing card, any playing card at all. Just think of any playing card. Name it now. I have a spade. Five of spades. Interesting that you said five of spades because often people think of the ace of spades, which would be too obvious. But I wanted to show you that I have right here a card that has five marked on it and below that a spade. So that must mean that that is the five of spades. Wow. (laughs) Impressive. Oh, my goodness. Dan, manifest me a man. Manifest me my soulmate. Can you bring him in? Can we bring him in? He's lost. 
his loss. Let's discuss that a little bit later. I think you need a personal consultation to talk about what you do and what this ideal person looks like. But let's broadcast that. What does he look like, Jen? Well, he's taller than me. He's taller than you? Okay. He's taller than me. He's How tall are you, Jen? 5'2 on a good day. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's not lost. He, uh, <laughs> you're just trying to narrow him down. He's not lost. <laughs> I just Jen, um, <laughs> Jen, are you picky or is it just 5'2? There's got to be a lot more to that than that. No, there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole list of being an actor and an artist and, you know. Oh, that's great. That's that great. understands my brain and how it works and all the and all the wild ways. But I want to get. I want to ask you. I mean, I grew up in a very magical type type of way. How did magic enter your world growing up that brought you to where you are? Yeah, I think the stories that connect. You never know, looking backwards, how those dots connect. Because my friend Ralph from Join Up Dots, the podcast, he said some things that were so poignant. I didn't. I couldn't line everything up until looking backwards. So for me, it was small events like watching Copperfield on television, going to the theme park and seeing the local magician, and then meeting the best of the best, the greats like David Blaine and Chris Angel and Copperfield and all the guys behind the scenes from those guys. Uh, but the turning point was walking into the magic shop on 9th and Irving in San Francisco, a little shop called Misdirections Magic Shop. Wow. Good, Pearl. We can't hear you. But God. Sorry, I said Misdirections Magic Shop. What a name for a magic shop, right? What's a cool name. So I want to know, I have a question. That is, what is the craziest read you've ever done? Uh, read or gig? Yeah, like mind reading. What's the craziest mind reading you've ever done? Yeah, there is a lot. I, 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 that same effect, you would not believe what people have said. And I just read minds um, all the time. And it's, I read the mind of people who worked at the CIA before. I've read the mind who, um, you know, the CIA director was at one of my events. And I got to perform magic for uh, the former CIA director, Leon Panetta. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So do, you, do people just cap when they get you on? podcast radio shows or tv do they keep asking you to read people's mind or not or you only perform a couple during usual interviews it's um if you want to see the full mind reading show we don't have a, <laughs> there's a lot of q a today but go to a dan danchanmagic.com or millionaires mentalist where you can get a ticket to ticket to my ticketed show of course you three will get comps you just have to let me know uh when when you guys can uh, show up but for everyone else listening millionairesmentalist.com that's a plural okay awesome go ahead jen with your next question how much when you're when you're doing all of this how much energy do you feel is taken from you and how do you refill yourself yeah um my wife feeds me really well and that those kilocalories keep me thin <laughs> from all that work and stress. Believe it or not, this type of work requires you to project a lot. So the funniest thing is my, my family asked, dad, how do you fall asleep? Like instantly, like literally when I lie down, 
I am out within typically five seconds. That's no joke. Like my brain literally shuts down because I'm recouping and I'm waking up like sometimes 4 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. And I'm going till 12. So I just literally fall asleep. And there's also those days where you take off, but I'm a little bit of a workaholic. So uh, you probably should tell me what I need to be doing and, and, and telling me what that magic is because I myself have not, I felt like I'm always giving. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'm going to be on five Zoom calls today and I just got off one literally two minutes before I jumped on here. So I have a question. So Dan, so do you ever turn it off? Like, you know, I've, I've talked, we've talked to mediums before and they're like, they feel like it's always on, right? Do you, is, can you ever turn off or do you feel like it's always, you're always on and then talk about, you know, some coaching, like setting those boundaries of being like, can you turn it off? And can you say, you know, I'm going to turn it off right now. And, and so how does that work? Or do you find you can never be off? Yeah. You just have to disconnect from either your Wi-Fi or turn your computer off or you turn off your Zoom or you you disconnect everything. It's mainly the when I'm starting to talk to people, I turn it on. But I realize that my local people, I used to go to the reason why I'm so successful is when I went to the dealership, they knew I was a magician. I would show them magic and I would do everything around magic. And I would and this is what Jeff McBride, one of the top guys at magic said, you just have to do it all the time and you'll get good at it. Now that I'm on a national level or international level, when I walk around, my car dealers guys don't know I do magic. I, they don't know anymore because I, that's when I'm off. That's when I let them serve me. But before I was pitching everyone, just like pitch, pitch, pitch. So biggest way to turn off for me is going to Catalina and spear fishing. I love windsurfing. I love uh, indoor skydiving. And when I'm doing that, I'm doing activity. And to me, those activities keep me going. And Catalina is a great place to do that. I love Catalina when I lived there. How long did you live there, Pearl? I was in California for over 12 years. Okay. I, I worked at a camp called Campus by the Sea. And um, it was a Christian camp out there. But I also, lately, I've just been going there by myself to Avalon and renting an Airbnb. And when I'm there, I'm in the water. All work is off. At at least for eight hours. When I get back to my Airbnb, I'm working a little bit. But at least I've turned off for a while and I've gotten away from that media. So it's just really good. I find that I need... A, a monthly vacation, if not, if not uh, every other month, because of the amount that I'm always on, I just need um, a month, monthly vacation. And I was just in, and I do a lot of work vacations too. I did an event where the client offered to pay my hotel and food and even treat me out to skiing in Huntsville, Utah for performing half an hour. And that was just a really cool event that we did recently. Wow. So you're doing, so you're doing events outside, not just virtual anymore. You're starting to travel soon. I've done about 350 virtual events. And then I've done about maybe 11 or 12 live events since March. So virtual looks like a continuing trend. And that's why you see me uh, doing this big push. I reached out to you, Neil, and I'm reaching out to a lot of people because I think that's the biggest market out there virtual right now. Because of the global reach. 
Yeah, global reach is an awesome thing. I've seen the global thing going global, and it's an interesting uh, perspective to think about it, and not just the United States form uh, for my for my business as well. So I understand completely. All right, Jen, next question. I love that. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Dan, what are some of the things that corporations, when they when they book you, that they're looking for? But specifically, are they are they wanting to 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 receive? I'm the brand ambassador and representative. So I'm thanking their staff on the behalf of the manager. I'm giving them something different, but not only that, I'm giving them connection because there's certain questions I'm asking in there that no one else can ask. Like, would you eat a rattlesnake Um, or some things like that? Weird questions that relate to me, but also get the, you know, like the icebreaker type questions. And those integrate because when I flip over a card, it says yes or no. And I know without a shadow of doubt, what they will say, or that's at least the illusion of what happens. And I nail it every time. And that's such a great conversation starter asking someone, would you eat a salmon heart while still beating? You never hear someone talk about that in a magic show, but when it's integrated and the guy nails it a hundred percent of the time, that's pretty interesting. That's wild. So let's go back for a second to what Mia was asking. So when, when COVID came and you had to make the shift, did you find it was a hard shift for you to do? To, and to connect with your audience over Zoom? Um, if, you don't, if you're listening to this, I'm holding my head like this. Uh, the Hustle uh, wrote an article about me when it was, people started picking things up, but I, hopefully in the show notes, we'll be able to include it. I was on CNBC featured twice last year, but the first one was just talking about how I lost 8K in one week and my family hated mm-hmm. it. They're like, oh, why did you tell everyone that you lost you know, money? And I'm like... Well, I'm just being authentic. I'm getting any press that I can. But that came into like, I told another reporter, hey, this is what's changed. I lost 8K in this month uh, as reported on CNBC, but this is the possibilities. And then I started getting all these media mentions and I'm like, well, I'm loving this platform better than live shows because I can give my clients the most value because I have a theater behind me that's beautiful. You can see this beautiful set behind me Right. You, I can't normally do that when I'm doing walk around magic. Copperfield wouldn't go out of his theater to do some small events, but now we all have the opportunity to have our own theater. And to me, that was a powerful thing. But when I started telling people that story of no driving, no arriving an hour early, no setup time, which usually takes a lot if you're doing a big production and then an hour driving back, that's four hours of time. Now I literally jump out of bed 10 minutes before the show, we run some music. And by the time this thing is over, I'm back with my kids mm-hmm. and I'm, I have more time to do. And, and that's how we've been able to do 12 shows in a day, 52 shows in a week. Wow. Yeah. So that, so that's gotta be exhausting, man. I, I mean, I, I, the virtual world has made me more exhausted or you don't miss traveling. I'm using all that. Uh, well, what was exhausting before was yelling at the guy in front of me to like move a little bit faster or like turning and be like, heck, this guy just cut me off. To me, that was exhausting. Now it's how can I add more production value? How can I design a set? And to me, that feels a little bit less exhausting. It's exhausting giving energy. As you can see, I'm a high energy person, but people are attracted to that energy. Like they're like, oh, you're the most, most exciting person in the room. 
with the energy you exude because you're smiling while you're talking. You've ever heard that sales thing, always smile while you talk. When I'm off, my cheeks hurt, you know, like my, my cheeks relax and I'm like, Oh man, I can, I can finally do, you know, relax, but I am truly enthusiastic about this venue and, and this platform. So I really am smiling from the heart because I made it. <laughs> and with everything that I know that's happened to many of us, we all need a glimmer of hope. I love that. I think, I think that was such a, such a powerful statement. You know, everybody needed a glimmer of hope and, and I, I remember traffic in LA, so I can totally, you know, relate to what you're saying, Dan. And, and so given that glimmer of hope, be able to do more shows and now you're doing global, right? So are you through all of that? What's been your biggest like takeaway from everything over the last year has brought you? I should have focused bigger before the pandemic. You got me in the pandemic to reset my mindset, but sometimes it's a traumatic event that we have that realizes we need to kick our butt into gear. For example, I would never have tried posting to Instagram and TikTok and all these other places if it wasn't for the pandemic because we were going through a rut. So you have to say, hey, I'm going to survive. I'm going to do it for myself and my family. And I'm going to do it for the people who are depending on me. But provide value first by doing, for me, it was doing these free shows. For you guys, it's you bringing people on and connecting people. And other people want to hear inspirational stories. One thing is he who tells the best story in life wins. And that is taught to me by a magician. And often magicians hide behind a trick. But I think the metric of success is can I do as little magic as possible and still be engaging. Cause you notice, right. But when I first started, I did two effects, but we're still having a conversation. And that's the thing with most magicians is they're of that geeky person. They're hiding behind it. And often we're not vulnerable enough. Why are you guys not so vulnerable? I mean, I know you're afraid of people stealing your, your signature stuff, but isn't there a level of vulnerability that brings you closer to the audience? Yeah. But the thing is, you can't steal my stories. So even though you might steal one aspect of it, there's like a whole routine. And by the time people are stealing everything that you're doing, like people probably are doing that. They know they themselves know who they're stealing from. That's when you become Elvis famous and Marilyn Monroe famous. But then you're telling people, hey, these guys are the guys copying me when they are copying you, you. You can just take credit for that saying, hey, all the best have come through me. And that's when you start launching your coaching program. But most people are like, oh, I'm going to hide. And then they let us shirk themselves. Hey, this is this is who they are. Steal from other industries. Don't steal from your own industry. When you play in that industry, everyone feels like you're competing against the same people. Neil, you don't feel like you're competing against me because I've been on this show once. I'm not going into podcasts. I'm not going into radio. But when you go into a different dynamic, often you're talking the same shop talk and you feel like you're, you're a competitor. In you some competitiveness can help grow you, right, Daniel? Yeah. And competition is good for the customer. And if you think of the customer first, you're always going to succeed. Because the customer might not see one magician, they'd rather be with another magician, but then that same counterpart will find their audience and you'll find yours. Absolutely. You're just looking to make the thing bigger. But if everyone's doing the same thing, you're going to be at that level because you're competing against price. But if you saw me here and 
you saw me do that wonderful effect. And, uh, and if a lot of people are doing it, you're still going to want me first. It's only when you can't afford me, will you go to other people? In fact, no one can do that. If they're stealing it, sure. But I actually invented that those two effects that I showed you because I'm showing my signature effects. I know people are going to steal it. It's just natural that we copy. And I think it's in our DNA. Think about this. When we replicate for children, mm-hmm. it's from one adult and another adult, you're producing something. But people are telling themselves, hey, I'm cutting it off. I'm not do- I don't want you to replicate anything. But don't just steal from me. Steal from one other person and show me something that I can appreciate after you stole it from me and show me something different that I can be like, wow, that was really, really cool. I liked where you took it. As opposed to you stole, stole from me and then steal from client- clients. And I think that's the biggest problem in Asia is they're copying, but they're not having that lifestyle where they're free enough where they can create. And once you start creating, then it doesn't matter if people are stealing from you because you're so far ahead. So I think it's a mindset that some, some, you know, like in, in Asia, I can say this because I'm uh, Asian is they don't have creativity experts. And I, I hope one day to go out there and say, Hey, why don't you do this differently? If you're copying, you're only going to get what's left over. And that means what a cheaper price. And that's shortchanging yourself. You're selling, they're trying to sell to American markets when there's such a big market in Asia or other places. And they're, but they're making excuses because they don't realize what they're doing in different, different cultures. And I learned this because I analyze myself and I asked myself, what am I doing right? And what am I doing wrong? And I was really, really I, I wouldn't take any BS from the feedback that I gave myself and other people gave me is people will criticize and you ask yourself, how can you make yourself better? Dan, what are some of the, the ways that you sharpen your skills like mind reading, like what you were doing this when we started out and reading, what am I grateful for in this moment? And then it turns it over and there you are in this moment. How do you sharpen yourself and keep yourself sharp with all of your The magic magic that I'm doing is. So the magic that I'm doing is really powerful, but it's an illusion, but it's so strong that people believe it to be real. And people ask me, how do you do your mind reading? It's actually a magic trick, but it's done in such a direct theatrical way that it compels people to suspend the reality. And, and it is a magic trick, but when you see me put everything together, when you watch my full hour show, you're like, wow, I still don't know how he does it. This is real magic. And they don't start thinking of it as magic trick. They associate it with mind reading like yeah. you just did. I mean, you keep it new, you keep it fresh, you keep it going so that every time it's like the first time it's ever been done. And it seems so sharp. So Daniel, you can read my mind anytime you wanted to. Is that true or not? Absolutely. Then that's not magic. That's real. It's part of the illusion. It's part of the smoke and mirrors. And it's part of the mystery. Like, for example, um, in a moment, I'm going to ask you all to repeat after me. 10, 14, 16. 10, 10, 14, 16. 18, 22, 24. 18, 22, 24. Let's try that one more time. 18, 22, 24. 
18, 18 22, 24. 24. Name a vegetable now. Broccoli. Cauliflower. Jim? Zucchini. Perfect. That lets me know a lot about who you are. And it, it also lets me frame certain things as well. What are we framing? Let's see what he's doing. I'm so excited. I okay. So, so with that, uh, I can understand where you're going. And uh, let's, let's do this real quick. In a moment, you are going to choose a book. You will either choose Totally Free Will or Preserving Mystery. There's $100 on the line right now. Let's get Pearl to choose one of these books. I'm going to PayPal or Venmo you $100 if I get this wrong. Which book would you like? Totally Free Will. There is no such thing as Totally Free Will. And that is why I wrote, you will choose this book. <laughs> Neil, what are you thinking right now? Thinking of what? Uh, thinking I want $100. Interesting. I would have picked the blue one. And it also says. And not this book. <laughs> I didn't see what it said. Not this book. So. Um, let's let's go one one step further. Uh, Pearl, name any two-digit number between one and fifty, with both digits being odd and both digits being different. You lost me. <laughs> Neil, go ahead and do, do that. Say it again. Repeat. Uh, number between one and fifty, mm -hmm. with both digits being odd mm -hmm. and both digits being different. I got it. I got it. Go ahead. Who? Me? And uh, Neil. Please. 73. No, between one and 50. Oh, one, oh, one, oh, what am I doing? Uh, Jen, what was your number? 47. For both being odd and both being different. Okay. Odd. I see. So that's where I did 35. So. Pearl, you, that's interesting that you said that because when people who say 35 are a lot easier manipulated because I have that right there, 35. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So it's when you get better and better at this, you nail things and you're able to bring people to that one collective spot. When you narrow things down, you're only giving them so many options. And then once they fit within that criteria, you're literally reading their mind in quotations. So do you ever miss a question? You ever miss, are you ever wrong? You know, um, I was just, kind of wrong because you guys were wrong. You notice that I only failed because you didn't follow the instructions properly. And some of mind reading is about like pacing and following or uh, future pacing. It's kind of like you can't be wrong if you brought them along the journey. If you, if you said everything right, I have what magicians call outs and precautions. I have something for everyone. And so it's like this, Choose your own adventure. When you open this door, I have a response for it because there's only certain ways people respond. People will say, do that with my money. And then I'll, you know, like I'll change $1 and $100. Do that with my money. I'll give me your money. And then I'll do a trick with it or I'll make a joke out of it or I'll do something. But as original as most people think they are, they're not original. 
there's formulas for that. Just like there's formulas for success or, you know, people are like, oh, how do you become famous? Well, you go meet as many people as possible and go to their spheres of influence and get, get to that. So what I do is I do a formulaic approach to magic and mind reading. A lot of mind reading is magic, but layered in a very, very theatrical way. And it's done so well that you don't even realize you're watching magic. So I have a question. You've mentioned your kids. I don't know how old your kids are. However, my question is, are they wanting to follow in dad's footsteps and are they doing some magic themselves today? He might answer that himself if he he's actually right behind me on that set and he may jump right in. Maybe he won't. But in any case, I'll give you a quick rundown. My son at age five was juggling three balls by age eight. He was juggling five balls by age 10. He was juggling three flaming torches and picking pockets. By age 12, he had two television credits. And by stage. age 13, he's eating applesauce. <laughs> He might not go into magic because he might go into comedy. (laughs) (laughs) So Dan, have you been on any show? Like you've been all these others, but you've ever been on any sitcoms yet or anything where you've uh, uh, appeared yet. Is that coming soon? Yeah. Once one of your listeners uh, who uh, watches said, Hey, we want you to do a cameo and jump on there. I'm open to that. I would love that because my, my son's been on more television than I have been. And I want those residual checks as well. I just filmed the documentary, which I'm going to throw, maybe we'll throw in the show notes. Uh, I'm thinking I may at one day do unscripted reality, uh, which is a broader base or i might do a magic special but i'm actually leaning more toward unscripted reality because what i have i think fits within that format because i have a family aspect i have a visual aspect and we have a a storyline and art because it's interesting watching people grow up why did we watch growing pains or um these these interesting families like a uh, full house why were they such popular it's because there were kids in it. There were families and you're watching them grow up and doing the silly things. Why did we watch WandaVision? Because they were kids. Okay. Yeah, I think no, he's going to be a comedian. And it, look at WandaVision. WandaVision. You no. know, look, he could be a comedian as long, as long as he doesn't have to ask dad for money. I'm happy. In fact, he's saying, Dad, you're making money off me. We salaried him, and he, he is doing such a great job. When people can't hire me, they're hiring James. And he just did two corporate events for $400 each. James. Wow, okay. So, no, Neil, you cannot adopt him. You cannot adopt him. That wasn't doing that, Dan. So there you go. <laughs> I so wanted a boy. You want so, so. Basically, how can you, how can your act, your interview work well on radio? You know, to be honest, that one effect, um, if, if we're on live radio, sure, I can do something there, but pre-recorded radio, it's really hard. But if we're doing live radio, I actually have some tricks I would do right now for you, but I can't do those because it's not live in the moment. But you were live on your YouTube channel earlier, weren't you? Mm Mm-hmm. I was live on YouTube once in a while. No, I mean, just before. Okay. So, oh, oh, right. Zoom. so I was on Zoom before this happened. Okay. Before we were here. Okay. So let's go back to Jen. Jen, you have two questions that you always would ask Dan or any of our guests because this, he's put us 
totally in a different conversation. He would be perfect. He would be perfect live on Clubhouse. Just trust me on that. He would be hilarious. But go ahead and uh, but or or Fireside because I can say the name. Uh, but go ahead, Jen, um, with your two questions. You usually ask our guests. Oh my gosh! Well, I am so had so much fun, so much fun as my boys have to because they always crash my set just like yours. Um, could you share with us a gratitude moment that um, pivoted your world into where you are now? The gratitude moment is for me, my wife putting up with all the crap I do and, and sticking by my side because I know how stressful it is, how much stress I put her through because I'm always changing things up and I'm always doing things and doing things at the last minute. And when you want to steer something like a larger boat and you want to get somewhere, you need to turn that wheel earlier or you're going to crash. I've crashed this boat quite a few times and my wife has been bailing water and plugging things and doing everything. So my gratitude moment is my wife just sticking it through with me because last year or any other year, or, you know, I don't know how I, I would have stuck around <laughs> just to be honest, but she stuck around and she's been my rock. You know, this whole set behind me, she built, you know, and she's put a little bookcase there. She moved my studio from the other side. We, we, I think we've done like five or six studios and it was stressful. Now we're just still going full steam ahead. But uh, I realized that um, I would not been able to do this without her. How beautiful. How beautiful. What do you. What would you attest is one of the secrets or magical moments in your marriage that keeps you guys together? Uh, at one point, counseling and the will to stick it through, because I think we all go through those rough, rough patches. And um, I didn't realize how big a jerk I was. And she stuck it through because a lot of times people in the, these days will, you know, cut the cord a lot sooner. And um, yeah. that that is just that's part of it as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I so appreciate you being on the show. And where can they find your information and book you for their events? I'm online on Airbnb Experiences uh, with a magic show. It's right now the show's called Powerful Magic and Mind Reading. But uh, the show changes quite often, so it may be under something different. But if you go to Dan Chan Magic or MillionairesMentalist.com, and that's millionaires plural, you can see a sample of our virtual work, which we're really proud of because this is really cutting edge stuff. This is stuff that people don't see. It's not your typical doves or rabbit from hat or linking rings. It is the next wave of magic. I used to do all that and more, but I found that mind reading is very powerful well we appreciate this This is so awesome pearl i think had a blast too right pearl oh i had a blast and can i just daniel just thank you for somebody who's been married for over 30 years i just love that you are so vulnerable and honestly answer that question and thank you because not many men will answer that question the way you did so thank you for being honest and letting us see that vulnerable side of you thanks That is beautiful. Well, Neil, do you have anything else? 
not at all. Just take it away, Jen. Awesome. Awesome. I have to thank you, Dan, for being on our show and for um, a beautiful podcast. Sorry. No, 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 no. My cat's name is no, no, because it just does no, no things. <laughs> I didn't have a name for him for like a month or so. And I just kept going, no, 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 no. And then I realized that's his name. That's what he responds to. <laughs> That's great. So, <laughs> so no, no, and I. But you've been listening. For everyone that's listening with us um, and watching our show, I just hope that this has been such a magical moment for you. This has been such an incredible day for me um, to have this because I grew up with David Copperfield. I grew up watching magic and wanting to be around it or a part of it or see it at least. And having this having this um, happen so that I can be around people like you and share the magic and, sh- and have it a little bit in our life, just a little bit in our life. And to see your life and your family is pretty amazing. And I hope, I hope, fingers crossed that you get your show that you're wanting. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I am, I am all about that. So for everyone that's been listening, we have been listening to Dan Chan and themillionairementalist.com. You have to go to his website. If you have a company, you need to book him because he is remarkable and unforgettable as this podcast has been. And remember, no matter where you are, you are blessed, you are loved, and you are sacred. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, everyone.